Now let's welcome in Tom Lydon, President ETF Trends. Tom, uh, last time we spoke with you, you were keeping your eyes on different ETFs, including the ARK Innovation ETF. You know, a lot of people say you got to step in when people are nervous. Uh, can you give us an update on this one? It's very popular. Yeah, it, it's interesting today listening to you and George, who's absolutely right. When you look at liquidity and, and when there are redemptions in the market, they go towards the biggest uh, stocks that are out there. And when you look at the S&P 500 and you look at the NASDAQ 100, uh, it is those companies like the FANG stocks. But interesting today, ARK, A-R-K-K, -K, the flagship Kathy Wood Fund, is actually up when the NASDAQ is down. So I think it, it, it hearts the point of making sure that people understand if you have a high correlation to the S&P 500, 30% of that weighting is in 10 stocks. And with the NASDAQ 100, 50% is in 10 stocks. So today with this proliferation that we're seeing of ETFs and the amount of choices we've seen, especially through COVID, Nicole, a lot of interest in thematic stocks and in thematic ETFs. And there's a whole slew that are in robotics and AI, EV, cloud computing, clean energy, uh, work from home stocks, biotechnology. So there are a lot more choices as we just topped $9 trillion globally in ETFs. Right, and I think you make a great point. I mean, just getting back to the ARC fund, Kathy Wood's fund, um, you know, just bucking the trend, right? Doing something different than what the NASDAQ is doing today. So is this a name that you think people can get into for a long-term investment? Well, I think the idea here is diversification. We all uh, mm. that participated in the market in the last 10 years, it was really tough to beat the S&P. It did really well because of those FANG stocks. So the question is, will they continue to lead the markets in future years? Or do you put a certain allocation into those disruptive technology companies that will be the future FANG stocks, or at least cover yourself into those areas? And that's something that on the ETF side, we're looking at all the time. We're seeing advisors spend a lot more time focusing in on new opportunities, new innovation. And as we saw COVID, uh, it really brought the growth in those types of companies and stocks to the surface. They were challenged and, and individuals that were working from home up their game from a technology standpoint and, and embraced the growth with those types of companies. Hence, more people looking to diversify outside, uh, outside the major market indexes. Right. And you make a great point. Sometimes it is tough to beat the S&P, and that's why diversification is so very important. Commodities is something that you also have followed and have spoken of here on the show. Um, tell me about GLD, PDPBC. These were some names that I think you liked at some point. Are these still probably good in a diversified portfolio? Yeah, I think the big thing, Nicole, is we have guidance from, a, from the Fed that, that this inflation thing is, is transitory. But we talk to thousands of advisors every week. We survey them regularly. Last summer, they were concerned about inflation and continue to be concerned about inflation and continue to question the government data that we're seeing as far as home prices, uh, deliverables, uh, things like that. So more and more is shifting towards real commodities like food, like gas, uh, like base metals 
and they continue to do well. It's funny though, gold tends to be a second half player when you look at inflationary times. You go back at times like the 70s, um, it really didn't kick in until other prices started to, started to move. So I'm not saying don't, don't invest in gold, but if you're concerned about inflation, Gold is not the only way to protect yourself. There are a lot of commodity-based funds out there and ETFs that can help you get a little bit more diversified as kind of, I guess, diversification is the theme for today's talk. Yeah, without a doubt. And we have the Fed next week. I mean, I'm sure everybody on Wall Street's watching that. Is there anything on your mind there? I know Bank of America today said, look, they expect that the Fed will reduce asset purchases this year, but they're really, really honing in on what the median dot is for and the dot plot for next year in 2022. Maybe it'll be unchanged. Will it be a half a hike? I think people are really waiting to see that. Any thoughts on what could happen one way or the other? Advisors are are really not spending as much. They're watching the Fed and they're watching for Fed guidance. But frankly, they haven't had as much faith in the Fed guidance in the last 12 months. And we're seeing just through flows in certain ETFs, especially in inflation protection areas, uh, areas like tips, uh, areas like short-term active uh, fixed income ETFs, and, and jettisoning uh, the Barclays Ag because there's a concern that we will see higher interest rates in the next one, two, and three years. And if you think about the average portfolio out there that has a 60-40 balance, many advisors are feeling that 40% in fixed income is dead money, and they're moving it either mm -hmm. to cash, alternative income, or short-term active strategies. And that's really coming to fruition as we watch flows in those types of ETFs.